0: Welcome to the Thrive Life Podcast, I'm your host, Royal Alexander, I'd like to thank you for stopping in and checking out this, this is episode number 5, yes, this is episode number 5 and today what we're going to be talking about uh, is actually a beginner's guide to healthy eating because healthy eating seems to be one of those things that you know, as many people have questions about exercise. Uh, I would say they have even more when it comes to nutrition. Uh, a lot of people just find nutrition extremely extremely complicated, and that 's because really the media has made it complicated uh, you know, through all the different books and everything because they, they want it to be complicated because it helps sell books, it helps TV shows, uh, it helps dr Oz you know it, help, it helps everybody so the more they can confuse you, the more books they can sell you. Um, and then you have, you know, lots of people with their individual beliefs about what this works and what that works. And everybody has an idea what works for them. And this is not to say that, you know, what people say, if it works for them, great. Um, but what I want to talk about is I really want to get away from the fads and I want to get away from the trends. And I just want to talk about, you know, what is general healthy eating because people, like i said they're asking me all the time so many questions and they make it much more complicated than it has to be so we're just going to st- let's start with a review of you know the four the three major macronutrients and, and water okay let's start with the water everybody needs to drink water you should be drinking water every day and that should be normal water coming from you know just typical water we're not talking about the water in your coffee the water in your juice the water in your milk I'm talking about actual just clean bottled water. Now, I myself, well, I do enjoy water. lately I've been getting more into soda water, um, and which is fine. If you saw my blog on that, I write about soda water, and you know, the kind I have is no salt, there's no nothing in it. It's just plain carbonated water. And some people still are under that impression, that old false myth that carbonation helps uh, decrease bone mass and all that sort of stuff. Well, That's actually not true. The reason why drinking cola has been associated with um, diminished bone mass is because of the phosphorus that's actually in soda. Phosphorus will help um, to deplete the the calcium in your bones. But regular just carbonation, just the act of placing air into the water does not do that. So if you could just drink regular soda water, that's really the same thing as water. Um, you might get a little bit of gassy from it. Sometimes you get a little bloated if you drink it too quickly. But, And I'm not saying to drink all of your water as soda water. I don't drink four liters of soda water a day. But I tend to have probably about a liter of soda water a day and then two or three liters of just regular water. And... You know, if you're one of those people that really get bored of water, especially drinking three or four liters a day, what I've done is I keep a jug in the fridge that has a little bit of fresh mint. So actually I actually have some fresh mint leaves and some cucumber in it. Um, or sometimes I'll have different fruits like berries or strawberries, and I just drop them at the bottom. And as long as you drink it that day, or sometimes for the cucumber and you know new water, you can even do the next day. So, um, you know, having those flavored, those infusion waters, I call them, you know, it's just... Um, you know, you don't have any of the sugar in it. You got some phytonutrients coming in from the fruit. Uh, and you don't have any of that crap that's in all those, um, you know, all those artificial drinks and Kool-Aids and all that sort of stuff. And you still get that great berry or mint or cucumber flavor. So I really suggest, you know, if you're not into flavored water, you never really try to get into it. It's a trick I learned in Jakarta, actually, when, you know, we went to this restaurant there. And they uh, had, they brought it out in kind of a wine bottle, a big, like, uh, about two-liter wine bottle. and it was. Uh, just water with twigs, uh, mint and cucumber and it was so good. Literally people would come around just to come there and have the cucumber water with their meals. Like every table you would see a cucumber water and it wasn't free. I think it was about $4 for a bottle of this but it was just so good. It was nice and cold and just tasted so good. So. Um, you know, that, I, I learned that in Jakarta, Indonesia, and ever since then, I've stuck with it, and I really like it. It's really changed up my whole water game, so I enjoy that. Another thing you can do, actually, especially if you live in a hot climate or you exercise a lot, is add a little dash, maybe like half a teaspoon or so, just a dash of salt into your water. Not now, not in every single one, but, you know, if you're having a big two-liter bottle, a dash of salt in that is actually going to help a lot. There's been a lot of research lately when it comes to sodium and salt, and it's not nearly as bad as everybody thought it was. Actually, salt and sodium is extremely beneficial for you. Obviously, just watch the salt and sodium that's in a lot of added foods. But if you're following the rules that I'm going to get into, you actually need that salt because none of my other foods contain salt. Um, where most processed and canned foods and all that sort of junk contain salt, Um, you know, they pack them with a sodium. Uh, If you follow my rules, you actually will need to increase your salt. So having salt in your water is a great thing. So water, number one. Now, let's move on. There's three macronutrients. Those are things that you, you need a lot of as opposed to micronutrients, which we'll touch on as well. And the macronutrients are protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Now, here's the thing. This is the big problem is people... Want to? They want to know how much of it should, they should be eating, how much protein, how much carbs, how much fat. But then you know they don't actually want to weigh it because you don't want to weigh your food. So really, it doesn't really matter if I tell you how much of it you're supposed to eat. If, so if you're let's okay, you're a 135 pound woman. I say okay, you need 135 grams of protein a day. Uh, you're not going to go and weigh and measure all of your protein sources, and then you know. If you're having, say, a steak versus having a chicken breast, well, then you have to now, you're going to go and figure out, okay, how much fat is in that steak now? Is that before or after I cooked it? So, you know, so what I don't want to talk about today is weighing your food. And I really don't think we have to do that. I think what you want to do is you just want to focus on eating good, healthy foods. If you're following... You know, really good healthy eating, eating foods that are you know, high in nutrients uh, and low in crap, then you don't have to worry about how much of it you're eating because the chances are if you're eating healthy, you're not going to overdo eating healthy. I don't know anybody that overdoes eating vegetables and eating broccoli and eating chicken breast. So um, getting back to, yeah, so we're not going to talk about measuring food at all. What we're going to talk about is making healthy food choices and how you do that. So when we're talking about protein, You want to be getting that ideally from meat, so from animal sources. Eggs, chicken, lean beef, lean pork. Get all those meats that are called lean or extra lean. That's what you want to go do. If you're talking beef and pork, well, then definitely you want to go with the extra lean route. And if you're talking about chicken and turkey and stuff, you could just go regular breasts. Um, You can even eat the skin because to be honest, you do need some saturated fat. Saturated fat helps raise your levels of testosterone. Uh, it's very connected to hormones. So, uh, higher saturated fat a little bit will help you get stronger and help lead to extra muscle mass. So, you know, when you are getting your proteins, like I said, focus on those. The whole egg, do not be afraid of the egg yolk. Obviously, you know, you're not going to be eating 12 eggs a day, um, but it's safe to have two or three eggs a day easy if you're anybody. I mean, as a guy, three or four is fine. As a lady, uh, two or three. So really don't have to get into that egg white. To be honest, most of the nutrients are inside the yellow. I would rather you almost eat the yellow than the white. Of course, the white's got the protein in it, so don't do that. But the yellow is as important as the white. So if you're one of those egg white people, stop being an egg white people and just be an egg person. Um, So protein, you want to have a little bit of protein with every single meal, ideally. Do you need a protein powder? Probably not. If you're a regular person at the trains maybe three days a week, you do not need a protein powder. Now, saying that, protein powders can come in quite handy, especially if you're not really a big eater, say, in the morning. Um, I don't really like to eat in the morning for about two hours when I wake up, but I think breakfast is extremely important. So quite often what I'll just have is some regular plain yogurt with some protein powder mixed into it, or sometimes I'll have a smoothie, like a vegetable fruit smoothie, and I add protein powder to that. And what that is, is it, I'm not calling, I don't really think of it as a supplement, but I'm thinking of it as a replacement. So I will replace eggs or beef or chicken, whatever it is, I'm replacing that because I don't want to eat that with a protein powder. So that is something that, um, you know, you, you don't need a protein powder, nobody needs a protein powder, but, You can use a protein powder as a replacement for meat, or if you are training pretty hard, if you're serious training, you know, five, four, five days a week of really intense training, and you know your goal is to put on some muscle size or make sure the muscle doesn't uh, fade away. Then, you know, have a scoop of protein powder and a protein shake after your workout. Um, Most people honestly don't really need a post workout protein shake. Some people go crazy with these crazy, super antioxidant, high protein shakes, and you really don't need that. If you're following the rules that I'm talking about here, you don't need those protein shakes. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about smoothies in a bit. Um, so, from protein, we're going to go to carbohydrates, okay, and this is, the, this is where everybody gets whacked out. Carbohydrates are a form of energy, they're quick energy for you, so you definitely want carbohydrates. What you want to do is you want to avoid the junk food carbohydrates. You want to avoid the candies, the cookies, the you know, um, cakes. Now. That leads us down to a gray area when we get into breads. Okay, we want to avoid white bread. There's some people that say you want to avoid whole wheat and you switch to whole grain. There's some people that avoid entirely. I am not one of these paleo people, these ketogenic people. I say, you know what? If you enjoy a whole wheat or a whole grain tuna sandwich, then have it. The fact is most people don't have intolerances to gluten like they think they do. Um, it's kind of the in thing right now to say you're gluten intolerant. Yet, for, you know, until five years ago, nobody was gluten intolerant. Now everybody's apparently gluten intolerant. So I don't know what's going on there. Now, if you eat bread and you legitimately find it makes you feel crappy and bloated, then don't eat bread. But if you don't have a problem with bread, honestly, a couple slices of bread a day is not going to kill you. I have bread usually about once a day. And then from there, that leads us into whole grain or whole wheat pastas now if you can try using uh, a whole carbohydrate the whole um, carbs such as brown rice black rice couscous um, you know try to use the whole actual carbohydrate from there you can get into the brown rice pastas uh, brown rice breads that sort of stuff from there you get into your whole grain and your sprouted breads, which are really good from there you get into your whole wheat so you start moving kind of up so you know try to stick if you can try to stick with the rices and those actual kind of those those nature made grains then from there you can start going up because even a whole grain bread bread does not grow on trees right we know that there's there's no tree out there that gives you a slice of bread that means that even your whole grain sprouted bread is a refined food right because they're taking those um sprouts and they are crushing them up and they're powdering them and they're putting them into a bread so while it is a whole grain you know or sprouted bread it's still a refined food so what we want to do ideally is just get away from refined foods that means if you can't pick it off a tree literally, maybe like with rice you just kind of shake it in your hand and the grains come out, then it's considered a refined food. We want to keep refined foods to a minimum. Vegetables are great and then your fruit. Fruit, while it does have a lot of benefits, I never tell you not to eat fruit, you do want the majority of your nutrients to come through from vegetables only because fruits can have a lot of sugar in them. Am I not saying not to eat fruit? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is You know, berries are a great choice. A little cup of berries a day, um, maybe half a banana, an orange, things like that, a cantaloupe. Those are great. What you don't want to do is be having just tons of fruit salads and just eating a lot of fruit. Try to focus, you know, the 80-20 rule. Do about 80% of your phytonutrient foods from vegetables and 20% from fruits. Try to keep that as a general rule. Uh, and you'll be you'll be pretty well off, honestly. And honestly, when it comes to vegetables, there's not really. I'm not going to give you any guidelines. You know, 15 years ago, you know, when this whole um, ketogenic uh, Dr. Atkins things came in, there were people saying, "Oh, don't eat carrots and corn because of the glycemic index." Well, you know, nobody ever got fat on eating carrots. Um, maybe some people got fat on eating lots of popcorn, but that's a different story. But Nobody really got fat on eating too many vegetables. I don't think, I really don't think that's the problem, haven't seen too many studies that said that our uh, obesity problem is hooked up to too many vegetables we're eating. So, focus on your vegetables, any kind, especially the ones, you know, the reds, the oranges, the yellows, the dark greens, you know, focus on that sort of stuff. You know, if you're having a salad, focus on kale or spinach or dark green lettuces or red purplish lettuces. You know, don't go too much into the iceberg lettuces just because they're really not a lot to them. They're mostly just water. Uh, kind of the same thing as celery. Kind of those paley, whitish, green vegetables don't have a lot of nutrients in them. And you just look at it. A nice dark green leaf just kind of screams chlorophyll and screams nutrients where kind of a see-through, whitish, green, translucent nothing doesn't really have much in it. So uh, that's all i am got to say about that, really. You know, try to keep your... Again, we can't talk about how much. How much carbohydrate is going to eat? I I have no idea. Uh, Are you going to weigh it every single time? Are you going to weigh it before you cook and after you cook it? How do you have no clue? Just eat good solid real carbohydrates and I highly doubt if you're eating black rice you're gonna go crazy and eat six bowls of black rice so just focus again guys on just that real food you know maybe let's say a cup cooked let's say one cup cooked, the size of your fist is kind of that old-school thing if we want to talk about measuring then let's say the size of the fish should be your carbohydrates coming from those as unrefined as possible and then working your way up so Finally, takes us into fats, and fats, you know, I uh, don't, even, don't even know where to start with fats. Like I said before, animal fats are high in what they call saturated fats, but saturated fats have got this really bad rep that they raise your cholesterol. It's actually been shown that dietary cholesterol does not really raise your cholesterol. Um, usually, it's genetic predispositions that do that. Um, so... You do want some saturated fat in your diet for sure, which is why you can't eat fat-free foods all the time. You get sick. So getting some saturated fat is gonna be okay. I'd say between 20 and 30 percent of your calories at the end of the day, but again, now we're going back to measuring, we're not measuring. So, you know, like I said, even in the extra lean ground beef and pork, you're still gonna get a lot of saturated fat. There's still gonna be, I think, about 10% in there, five to ten percent. So um that'll move us into monounsaturated fats. Okay, so you want to make sure you're getting your omega-3s, okay? And where do we get omega-3s from? Well, we get that through fish or we get that through some certain nuts. A lot of people say walnuts and walnuts are not sorry, not walnuts, sorry. Walnuts are a source of omega-3s. Most people say almonds. Almonds do not have omega-3s in them. Almonds are good for you. Um, they have what they call monounsaturated fatty acids in them, which means those are the ones that are really good for your hair, for your nails, all that sort of stuff. Um, so monounsaturated fats, that's what you get in the olives, avocados, things like that. Those are excellent for you. Uh, and then your omega-3s, like we said, from fish and from walnuts and a few other things. Now, You can also use a fish oil. You know, if it is better, if you can, to focus on eating, you know, Pacific cotton, not Pacific cotton, sorry, Um, wild-caught fish if you can versus the farm fish for sure. I do myself, though, use a fish oil capsules. I just just don't think people are going to eat, you know, five ounces of salmon every single day. So I really do suggest using a fish oil. There's some studies that are pro-fish oil, many studies, some studies that are anti-fish oil, but at the end of the day, I think it's still okay if you take a fish oil. Um, And nuts, you know, you want to be careful with that. You want to use nuts, kind of what they say, is you want to use nuts like a condiment. You don't want to use it as a main dish. So when you think about it like that, we're talking about, you know, when you're talking about walnuts or, or any kind of nuts, we're talking about you know a small handful a day anything more than that they do have a lot of calories you gotta remember fat has nine calories per gram where protein and carbohydrates only have four so end of the day you know it does come down a lot to calories in versus calories out if you are taking more calories in than your energy is expending you will gain weight you know you will gain fat if you are taking some ca- less calories in than you are expending you will lose weight so you got to be careful when it comes to, um, the, you know, taking a lot of nuts. So try to keep those to a, a minimum. You know, like like uh, they, they said about ten almonds a day for the average person is going to be pretty close. Or, you know, a small handful of walnuts. That's about um, it. You know, fish oils. Nobody can really tell you how much. Um, you got some guys like Charles Poliquin that say you should eat ten a day. Um, I would say the standard two to three capsules a day, probably two if you're a woman, three to four if you're a guy. I do take a little bit higher. Um, I take between five and six a day. Not all the time. Sometimes I'll take three, sometimes I'll take five. So I just play around with that. Obviously, we know what Omega 3s are good for, right? Those are good for your brain. So those are really good. You, you need those. They're very beneficial for your brain. So... Um, those are our macronutrients. So, but what I've been talking about a lot, and you've heard me kind of bring it up and kind i of been talking around it, is your micronutrients. A lot of people just focus on macronutrients, macronutrients, macronutrients. But we want to make sure that our foods are packed with micronutrients. So let's talk about that for a sec. So here's two meals that really would have the same calorie count, right? Um, so you have... Uh, let's say a pork steak. You have just a plain pork steak and you have a cup of white rice and um, uh, just a tablespoon of butter, I guess. I just go with that. So there you got that. And then you got uh, another meal that is a salmon steak with a cup of black rice and a uh, tablespoon of olive oil. So let's just say those have the same calories, these two meals, um, just for argument's sake. So what we could do is we can look at them and say, okay, calorically, they're the exact same. But nutrient-wise, they are entirely different. That salmon steak, that black rice and the olive oil has a lot more nutrients in it than just that plain kind of boiled pork steak white rice and a tablespoon of butter. You're going to get a lot more antioxidants in that black rice. You're going to get a lot more fiber in that black rice. That salmon is going to have some omega-3's in it. The salmon is going to be a much better and healthier choice. Not that pork steaks are unhealthy, but we're just talking about the, the amount of nutrients you're going to get. That second meal is going to just be packed with nutrients. Let's look at just something even simpler. Let's say lettuce. You can have a cup of romaine, dark green, nice romaine lettuce uh, with some let's say kale leaves in it. Let's say we have one bowl. It's got kale leaves and spinach leaves and everything like that. You have another bowl that's just iceberg white lettuce. Okay, Calorically, again, same thing. But you're going to get so many more antioxidants and nutrients than that one with the kale and the spinach. You're going to get so much more iron. You're going to get more phytonutrients. You're going to get more minerals. You're going to get more vitamins. So what we want to do when we're eating, right, is we want to focus on those foods that are high in vitamins, high in minerals, high in phytonutrients, high in antioxidants. So, if you are eating those kind of foods, if you're having your vegetables and you're just getting tons of colors in there and you're throwing a little bit of you know some blueberries on top and maybe some almond slices, things like that, you are highly unlikely that you're going to overeat and it's highly unlikely that you're going to get fat. Honestly, your body is going to react very well because you're eating extremely healthy. Now, we can look at it from a smoothie point of view too, right? Let's just take a scoop of protein powder, throw it into a cup of milk and down it, all right? Though, we can also take, a you know, protein powder, maybe some coconut milk, throw in a little bit of berries and stuff like that. And again, maybe the calories are pretty much the same, very close, but that one with the berries in it, maybe a little dash of greens powder, something you want. Maybe I want to add some spirulina in it, I don't know but you're just gonna get so many more micronutrients in that second smoothie that's that's what makes the big difference here people is the quality of the foods you're getting is more important to, to a point than the quantity You are not going to overeat really super healthy foods. Most people that eat super healthy actually tend to not get enough calories because you know they're kind of go overboard with this super healthy eating thing to the point where you know a lot of their meals are too small and they actually have they're malnourished in the other way so really i think that's all i can really say i mean nobody and realistically is going to measure food and calorie counting doesn't even really exist it doesn't it does not exist you cannot count your calories every day a steak i don't even know where i would start with a say a prime rib steak you have to figure out the amount of protein, the amount of fat, the amount of fat after cooking. I and mean, It's not going to happen. And You're going to sit down and every time you eat a meat, you're going to have to say, okay, well, I need 32 grams of fat a day. Now, this steak has approximately 18 grams of fat, and then my tuna this morning, well, the tuna had 3 grams of fat, but after cooking, that had about 2.6 grams. You're not going to do that. so. The end of the day, guys, just try to keep your foods high nutrient, high quality, and then the quantity will probably follow that. If you find you're putting on some negative weight, then you cut back a little on the amount, but you don't cut back on what you're eating. Um, so that's what it, guys. I'm really, I hope this helps. You know. We, you know, we can look at, there's so many things we can talk about. We could This podcast could go on forever. Even now I'm thinking, you know, people are going to ask, well, what about coconut oil? Yes, coconut oil is great for you. You know, cooking, we got different oils you can cook with. So I don't want to get too deep into it. I just wanted to touch on that today and talk about what is healthy eating. And, you know, milk, is milk fine for you? I drink milk all the time. I think milk's great. Now, if you're lactose intolerant, don't drink milk. If the milk makes you feel bloated, don't drink milk. But if you're trying to, say, put on some muscle, Um, And I think milk for instance is a great when I'm on the go and I don't have time to eat Maybe I'm busy and I forgot me. I do a lot of traveling I will literally just buy a 500 mil bottle of milk and I will drink that because it's got some Carbohydrates in it. It's got some protein in it. I have no problem. It doesn't make me feel bad at all I quite enjoy milk. Um, I will eat whole wheat pasta. I eat whole grain pasta brown rice um, I prefer black rice. If I can get black rice or brown, I'll take black over brown. But brown's perfectly great too, and I'll take brown over white. You know, but I will eat white rice, and if I have to, I mean, I am here in Asia. There is a lot of white rice around, so uh, just gotta be careful. I worry more about the oils they cook in than the actual rice itself. You know, they use a lot of really crappy oils here, so I do try to eat at home as much as I can, or stick to more barbecue foods. So. Anyways, guys, um, if you have any questions, please feel free to um, email me at roarfitness at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, that's www.roaralexander.com. I do have a blog there where I talk quite a bit about food and different things like that. and um, You can also check out my YouTube page. I go a lot over different um, recipes. I have some fun recipes. I show you my Jakarta little uh, water trick there, and I show you my... Uh, how I make my infusion sodas. I love infusion sodas. So make sure you go to my YouTube page. You can check out my infusion sodas. And until next time, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Make sure if you didn't catch it, you check out my other podcast that came before this, which is about optimal exercise and the things that you need to know about exercise. Because um, again, like I said at the very beginning, exercise is almost as confusing as nutrition. So from the Fair Tech Sports Club, Here in Thailand, where I'm spending the month of December um, watching my friend's um, Metcon CrossFit box and training the Fairtex fight team to help them develop a little bit of power over the holidays. I am Roy Alexander. This is the Thrive Life Podcast. and I'd love to thank you for uh, signing in, and I will talk to you guys soon.